Hey, I'm Kenesha Williams. Hello, and I'm David Williams. We would, we would like, like to welcome, welcome you to, to the From I to Us podcast. On today's episode, we'll talk about budgeting and relationships. So we'd like to continue um, our conversation on finances and relationships. This is part three, and at this particular time, we're going to kind of put a pin in things. Um, There's so much you can talk about with finances, especially when you talk about two people sharing finances. Um, So maybe later on down the road, we may come back to this um, topic and do another part. But for now, we're going to focus on um, setting a budget and budgeting in a relationship. All right, so... Since we went over, like, whose money is it, um, joint account versus personal individualized account, like, separate accounts, Mm -hmm. um, we're just talking about finances and relationships in general, like, budgeting in a relationship. So, like, what's some of the issues that come up in a relationship about budgeting? I think for me, like, in observing other people's, like, you know, I'm, I'm a social worker, so... People tell me very intimate details of their life Um, at work and and just, I guess it's just because I have a face that looks like I care, you know, and that I'm a good listener. But anyways, things that people tell me like that I think most would impact budgeting in a relationship is kind of like both like one partner doesn't value. How do I say this? Like both partners don't value the same thing. So mm, a quick okay. example would be like, I'm you're you like video games. Mm. I'm not a gamer. Mm. Um, so if I got upset because you bought video games, and then you know likewise, well, kind of you are a crafty person, but not always. Mm-mm. But if if for example you got upset because I bought like craft supplies or whatever. Mm. Or I bought a designer purse or something like that. Mm. So I think sometimes people get into arguments because they don't necessarily value the same things. Like, basically, it's different interests. And if they're bringing money together, they're like, well, why did you buy that? That was silly. Right. You know. Hmm. And then it becomes a battle of defending, well, this is important to me. And then trying to explain why it's important to you. Right. I mean, with budgeting in a relationship, like, if that is an issue, like, that, I I don't, that shouldn't really be coming up in a relationship just purely because it's like, if you're budgeting and the other person asks what they like, now, I can see if it was an issue, if, like, let's say if, you know, it came between getting that purse and paying the light bill, Mm -hmm. that's an appropriate thing to be upset about if the person chooses the purse as opposed to the light bill. Not not just like let's say all the bills are paid, you don't put money in the savings and then they go out and buy a purse. What's wrong with that? Well, I I feel like not everybody is as understanding as as like the picture that you're painting. Because even if all the bills are paid and money is in savings, if I'm going out to buy a designer bag, we know that's gonna be at least two hundred dollars. Mm. So you may there may be a new game coming out that pay period and you may be like, Well, 
I want to I want to buy my new game and my new game is cheaper and you know it's gonna provide entertainment. Mm. You already have a purse, so why do you need the other one? Right. So you can kinda get into a game of what I want matters more. I yeah. Or there's more value in what I want. I can see yeah, I can see that happening, but in a relationship, you know, with everything it's kinda like a give and take type of thing. Like, you know, yeah, maybe something it's all relative. So let's say, say for instance, like you haven't gotten a purse in a while and it just so happened that same scenario comes up. Like I wanted to get a game, but you wanted to get a purse, but it's been a while since you've treated yourself to, to something that you like. Of course, you know, one would be, that should take precedence over what I want because it's something that you haven't, you know, necessarily gotten. Well, what if you haven't gotten a game in a while? That's true. I can see how it could go both ways, how people could have a lot of infighting as to what's important to them versus what's important. So I guess, you know, I guess a better solution to that, what if you just agree to disagree in the sense of, okay, this pay period, you know, we don't get the things, neither of us get the things that we want. Until we both can buy what we want. Right. Make it, make it so that you come to a consensus that, okay, let's wait another two weeks and then we we'll have enough things. money. We can get both things, and we both be happy. Everybody's happy. Hmm. You know, that's a that's not no, a that, hard. That's definitely a good compromise. <laughs> but I think sometimes, like even without the scenario of it being okay, this pay period you can't get both. I've just like kind of observed people in relationships, like when making purchases, that sometimes one partner is like, "Oh, that's such a stupid thing to buy. Why would you get that?" Yeah, because in my job, like, I, I've encountered things where, like, let's say one of the people in the relationship, they really want to make the purchase because they feel as though mm-hmm. it's going to be a healthier decision for themselves. Yeah. Um, I've had somebody literally say um, the guy was upset at the wife because the wife had, a like, a like a back issue. Um, and I don't work in the medical field or anything. I work in sales. Uh, so... Um, the product she wanted to buy. Yeah, basically. They, it would have helped her. Definitely. A hundred percent it would have helped her. It wouldn't have solved her issues, but it definitely would have helped her. And the guy said, you know what? This is way too much money. I don't want to do this anymore. I really want to buy my boat. Oh, that sucks. And I was like. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm like, it, it, oh, the, the, what she tried out definitely would have helped, you know, but he was just stuck on the fact that she was getting what she wanted. But he wanted a new boat. Right. So it was that scenario that I was talking about like, where he couldn't see the value in what she wanted, but he felt like his boat had value. I'm like, because he knows what he's going to do. Already, with that boat. So then, you know, I kind of saw that at the end of the day, they probably weren't going to buy that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I just, you know, I probably shouldn't have said this, but I was like, hey, bro, like, you know, why do you need a new boat? Like, you already have one that works. Your wife is in pain. Why not help her out? And then he started to get red in the face and was like, oh, well, let's leave because, you know, I, I really want that boat. And, like, the lady, I could see that, like, it it, it kind of, like, you know, was weird to me. She started, she started yeah. to cry a little bit. Yeah, like, like she, her. Right. Like, her husband yeah. cares nothing of her at all. But he was so fixated on getting that boat, which I'm like... Okay, if it's a John boat, that's probably going to be, depending upon what you're trying to get, maybe like three to $10,000. Why do you know that? But if it's why like... Do you have, why do you know this random I mean, you could get a cheap 
John Boat for about fifteen hundred. I research random crap throughout the day. That's just I don't okay. know. That's my anyway, nature. When sorry, I, I, I get I get bored very easily. Okay. I have to entertain myself. Okay. Carry um, on. Or if you wanted a new boat, that's easily like depending upon what you want, like a twenty foot. I'm not an expert at boats. Haven't looked at all the prices, but I would assume like a twenty foot boat. That could easily be, you know, fifty, a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars for a boat, and I'm like, this something that would have helped his wife was only like eight thousand dollars, you know. Well, well, in perspective <laughs> of one hundred and fifty thousand versus no, I eight, you. I mean, like, I understand what you're saying. Did you not have to get that extra feature on the boat? Maybe make a boat that's ten thousand dollars less and get your wife exactly what she wanted. Like, come on. So I think too, like part of that is just kind of being kind of not being selfless but just kind of being empathetic to your spouse because mm. like for example when looking for somewhere to live you had certain things that just really made sense to you and it wasn't that big a deal to me but it's like it was you know what I mean like I could go either way mm. so it wasn't that big of a deal for me to say okay we'll get what you like mm. and so, but some people don't have that it's just kind of like well, I want what I want, and what you want is too much. It's just extra. That, and that's not a relationship. That's just a. No, I a mean situation. it is a relationship, but it's something that you need to work on. I just, I just feel as though that's that's really hard. like, like. I really feel it. I think it's hard to. I not that it's hard to believe because I see it in my job on a day to day basis, but it's like it's really sad that. People can literally see what their partner, what their wants or needs may be and whatever product or service they're looking to get will help them and that they're just so stuck on the fact that it doesn't make sense. Just because it doesn't make sense to them, it's basically kind of like, oh, if I can't have what I want, you can't have what you want type of thing. And that's very childish. And for some people, it's it's that they they want what they want because they, again, it makes sense to them, but... They what their partner wants just doesn't make sense. Like, why do you value that? It does. Well, and that's I think a- it just it like in the beginning stages of any relationship. I think because everybody has something that they like or that they spend money on that of other people don't like or that other people don't value. But if you go back to like the beginning, like earlier on in this the podcast series, we did talk about that where I feel like. You have to respect your partner and their what they value too. Mm-hmm. Like to have like a really good relationship. Because if I was just like, oh, you know, Dave is always buying games, you know. Right. That's. I just, I guess it's like my 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 point on this whole thing is, okay, if if someone doesn't believe that their partner shouldn't get what they want then if you want to take it there in a philosophical sense if that doesn't make sense nothing to anyone makes sense because it will always be someone else to say how stupid that is to buy it so it's like in the grand scheme of things it's like what does it really matter if if you want if you're if your partner wants to get you know a new game or a new purse or they wanted to maybe take their car to get detailed or oh i want this $500 $500 hairdo or whatever it may be it's 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 all relative in terms of that's what they like and that's what makes them happy the only thing I can see that becoming like a debate where you need to dive deeper and have a 
a talk about it is if it impacts the necessities that you need to survive. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like, hey. Well, that's another thing. When you're budgeting in a relationship, you then have to decide as a couple what is a necessity because a necessity for you may be different for me. Like remember when we first really kind of merged finances and you were like, you go to the salon how often? Mm. And I was like, well, I go every two weeks. And you were like, that's just ridiculous. Mm. I can do your hair at home, <laughs> you know, because, but to me, that's something that I, but I, guys, I wear my hair in a wrap. Like I just get my hair washed and roller set every two weeks. Cause let's just be real. I don't know how to do hair and it's easy and I don't have to do anything for two weeks. Mm. Like I literally don't do anything other than wrap my hair at night. So for me, like, that's something that I budget in when I do a budget, just like I would budget in the how, the price of housing or grocery shopping. I budget in my salon trip every two weeks. So, yeah. So that's a, so what's a necessity for When me? I say necessity, I mean like bare essentials that will help you actually live and function, like having a place to stay water to drink, food to eat, electricity, think like that's what I mean like necessities. Like you beyond a reasonable doubt you will die if you don't have these things. Or you'd be at risk of having a bad time in life if you didn't have those things. Well if I go to work with my hair looking crazy. Like granted, that will you know hey. if I'm not showering or you know something like that's, that. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like like so to, like again, bare necessities. So, but again in a relationship you have to define what somebody views as a necessity. I have friends that their nails have to be done every two weeks mm. because that is a necessity to them. They don't feel like they're, um, how could you call that? Not appearance. They're not presentable. Yeah, like that's something that that's just very basic for them that that needs to be done mm-hmm. so they can feel put together. Mm. That sounds like more of a confidence issue no I don't think it's a confidence thing I just think like certain again different values for different folks like Mm. I'm not a person that gets my nails done because I bite my nails and because I do craft work that requires me to that I would really end up chipping it so I I paint my own nails from time to time because then I can repaint it as I see fit Mm. but again kind of getting back to the, the broad topic of the podcast when you're in a relationship and you're budgeting that's another part of budgeting in a relationship is figuring out what to spend money on to get mm. you know like what becomes a necessity yeah I I can yeah I can see how that would be because it's no different like I get a haircut like every what every two weeks I don't know because a lot of times you cut your own hair too I mean, not recently. That was a while back, but still got well, every two. Sometimes you cut your own hair too. So I guess it's, it. I guess the point of this part, first part of the podcast, is that you know, when it comes to necessities or spending the money on what, that's something you got to talk about to help the per- other person understand. Like, hey, this is something that is a necessity for me in the budget need to budget their necessities in the yeah you know into the monthly expenses and you need to be open to the fact that everybody has a different worldview so what 
like in the beginning my husband thought it was ridiculous that I went to the salon as often as I do but eventually he was like well you know what like you really don't spend money on your hair other than that mm-hmm, like you don't, you don't buy, buy any like hair products I don't, buy, like, I don't buy anything I don't even buy shampoo like that's you know and then when he found out that I was only paying $35 and he was like oh that's all of this yeah you know so so I was always under the assumption that like oh when 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 uh people go to the hair salon that means at least you know 150 200 dollars no, a time no no not even when I'm getting to relax or do I pay that much but you know but again so but then again it wasn't something I knew I knew that's what I assumed so when you help me understand like what the exact cost of it is right you have to have open communication so when we sat down to talk about what's our recurring um things that we need to i can't think today things what are the recurring things that we need to pay on a regular basis Mm. that was one of the things that i said so you know obviously we had to talk about it and you were like okay this makes sense to me so i think that's something that people should do when budgeting in a relationship is realize just to kind of recap realize that you're gonna see things different and that's okay just keep an open mind because even though you may think something is frivolous or silly or ridiculous there's things that you feel like you need that the other person may feel is silly so just keep an open mind and know things are going to be a little different all right true so i guess um well i know that another part of this is so how do you really budget in a relationship how do you budget in a relationship like so like i know that well just in the research that i've done on like you know american finances that most people they don't have like a a, an exact budget it's kind of like i pay bills and i figure it out from there Mm -hmm. they don't have like a hey let's sit down let's 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 hammer this out let's see exactly what everything is and then go from there and make a plan most people don't live on the plan just kind of like we're living as the day goes on Mm -hmm. um which leads into about 60 percent of most people that don't have savings which leads into financial distress if you miss one or two days at work that's affecting your paycheck and stuff you know it goes on and on and on and on so like how do you budget like what is a budget like what does that exactly mean i'm looking around because like i don't do our budget (laughs) so i'm looking i'm looking real hard at him because so like okay uh (laughs) we do the budget together so it's like Uh. (laughs) so like all right so like in my in my submission a budget is a is a financial plan that can be either every two weeks or monthly that you review basically a financial plan that's reviewed you know bi-weekly or monthly to basically make sure that you're on track with keeping track of like you know incoming funds and outgoing funds Mm -hmm. it's like that summary or that plan or that check so you can consistently look and see if you're if you're working towards your financial goals it's no different than someone trying to lose weight you know they weigh weekly just to say okay am i on track or people who count calories it's like okay Mm -hmm. 3500 calories to a pound i did 2000 calories worth of you know activities and I only ate a thousand calories so I have a negative caloric value of a thousand so eventually I'll start to lose weight Mm -hmm. so it is a 
It is a financial plan that's reviewed bi-weekly or monthly to make sure that you're on track for your financial goals. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you start the budget, right? So that consists of basically like you literally have to look at the money that's coming in. And and excuse me, I know his guys, Ronnie, just hopped up here with us. He wants to get in on the conversation. Um, basically, so you have to put all the money that's coming in. So whether if you have like, you know, full-time job, part-time job, investments. Um, if you're looking at, like if you have royalties for any like music that you've developed or books or stuff like that, that you're getting in, you look at all of that money as what you are going to accumulate. Like if your salary, if you get paid, 1500 bucks every two weeks after taxes, then you know that in a month, $3,000 is what, you know, you make in a month and you want to add that together. Then what you want to do is you want to look at all of the expenses. You want to look at, obviously it's going to be a rent or mortgage. It's going to be gas, uh, car insurance, your phone bill, um, lights, food bill, you know, those necessities that people need to survive on a day-to-day basis, right? And then when you have that excess money, you want to put that in savings. Now, I don't know exactly how much of that you should put in savings. Um, I don't, I haven't really researched like a good rule of thumb, but the reality of it is, is you should at least try to save what you can. Most times when I read about budgeting stuff, um, people always recommend saving at a minimum 10%. And then there's also um, another plan that I was looking at most recently that said, say 20%, you would spend um, 50% on like necessities like housing, food, car, that kind of stuff. And then 30% on like, you know, I don't know if you wanted to get new clothes or like things that you don't really need, but you do, you know what I mean? Like getting your nails done or, um, What's something else you might spend that money on? I mean, hobbies. Hobbies. Um, uh, stuff like that. Entertainment. Movies. Yeah, entertainment. Going out. So that's the plan that I was just kind of looking at. But all of that being said, it really just depends upon what your financial situation is. Um, of course, everybody can't. everybody's not in a position to save. And that's just the reality. The sad reality of the times that we're living in where... Some a lot of stuff is truly, expensive. You know, you just the cost of we know the cost of living is going up, mm-hmm. and paychecks don't necessarily. The rate of inflation moves faster than raises. So, Ever since like night in the in the late seventies, it's been doing that since then. So we definitely, I I just want to make it clear that we're not by any means saying that oh you know shame on you or bad person for not saving because you know definitely I've been in a situation where. They're just, you know, people are like, oh, well, you can always save something. Like, no, I've been in a situation where there wasn't anything to to save. save. It's literally made the money, paid out everything, and then that was it. And nothing could happen or life got really real. Yeah. Because we was, we actually, interestingly, um, yesterday I called David when he was at work and I was like, what do you want for dinner? Because I was getting ready to go to the store and pick up whatever I would have needed to make dinner. And so he was like anything but spaghetti and so i was like do you know why i made spaghetti so much and like 
the real honest answer was like I was making nine dollars an hour, like, mm. and I had to pay rent. Yeah, in college, because I remember every other day. It like, was like a once a week meal, oh, definitely. No, not no once. Yes, a it week. was because I, I always made enough for leftovers. Two, three days a week, boy, eating meat, sauce, and noodles, but it did get us through that time. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was just trying to find that something that was That peanut butter stretched. and jelly, grilled cheese, and Roma noodles. It was real in the film. I never ate those noodles. I, I did. But, yeah, so anyways, um, definitely that's what I'm saying is, like, sometimes life happens, mm-hmm. situations occur, and you may be in a situation where there just isn't anything to save. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Obviously, you would try to make your situation better or change your situation so that you're not in that position. But just know that when we're talking about saving and stuff like that, we're definitely not overlooking the fact that not everybody can do that. Yeah, and that that is true um, because, you know, the reason why 60% of people have nothing in savings is because the reality of it is once they work, once they do all of everything, by the time they come out and, you know, pay everything, they have nothing left. Um, but now one thing I will say is that if you feel like you're in a situation like that and you feel like that there that you don't have any extra money to save, one thing you might want to do while after making that budget is to actually look at everything in detail, right? Because a lot, a lot of, I would just speak for myself personally, what I experienced. So like when we really got like super serious about like budgeting and putting everything together, like one thing I looked at when we really sat down and look at everything, remember we was, um, we was about to do NACA. Like yeah. when we look, looked at everything right before we were starting that we were getting serious about buying a house, mm-hmm. like how it broke down everything. So I felt the, I felt somewhat the same way. Like I was like, dang man, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm making money, but then again, I felt like I only got, you know, maybe like 50 bucks left, you know, sometimes, sometimes none. I'm like, where is this money going? Until I really sat down to look at everything. First, it was $7.95 a month for Funimation. <laughs> then it was another $7.95 a month for Crunchyroll. Both of those are streaming services for anime. Then it was another, I was paying at the time almost. $75 a month for um, my signals that I got from trading. That's when I was like really trading all the time. Um, and so I would get like, you know, 15 to 20 different signals throughout the day. That was $75 a month, even though I didn't only trade it like maybe like two or three pairs, but I had 20 of them because, you know, every opportunity to make money, right? Um, and then it was what it was. It was another, when we looked at our cable bill, we didn't even notice that, how like our cable bill was like 190 something dollars. And we don't even have, we don't have like the HBO and the super pack and stars and all that stuff. We didn't even have all that. We was paying almost $190 for that. Um, and, and then I started looking at all the little stuff and that started to add up to about almost, I think it was like $285 that we were spending and at the time it felt like a necessity but it was things that did I need to live with those things in, in, to, in order to survive no I didn't need to have Funimation or Crunchyroll I could go on YouTube and look at anime 
Did I need to have 20 signals a month? No, I just cut it down to the five that I normally choose from. And that saved me, you know, another 60, $65 right there with the cable. You know, that was almost 190, 200 bucks a month. We actually cut, got that cut down to like 69, 70 bucks because we don't even watch TV. You know, we have the Hulu now. So that kind of like, yeah. you know, you know, at another 40 bucks, but, but all it's of still being looking said too. When you start cutting things, you, you have to be open to having a discussion with your partner because that's what prompted that thought in my mind. Because when we were looking at our cable bill, the 190 something dollars was for cable and internet because we had cable in three rooms and internet. And I think we had phone too. We had phone service at that time. Yeah. But anyways, so because it was Another a bundle, because it was cheaper to bundle it than not have it. Nah, they just. No, seriously, because I had looked at that say before. That charge you more but money. at any rate, David was ready to cut the cable off because he's like, "Oh no, we don't watch cable, we don't watch TV." But like most often, like I would say, like seventy-five percent of the time when I come home from work, I just sit in silence. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't watch TV or anything. I literally just sit in my house in silence um, for until my husband comes home. But sometimes I come home and like I'm preparing dinner and I want to watch TV while I'm preparing dinner. Or on the weekend, I love Law and Order, mm. SVU, and I want to watch Olivia and Elliot because I like the old days. And I want to watch them solve the same crimes that I know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> but I want to watch it and I want to be able to watch it when I want to be able to watch it. So to me... Even though it didn't seem like a super necessity, I was willing to say, hey, even if we don't have cable, could we get Hulu so that I could then stream those things? Right. Because that's that's the thing with like, because I remember you talking about that. And I was like, I was like, look, so we literally paying 112 of the bill. It was like one hundred and ten dollars for 150 something channels that you watch two or three of them of so like right. it wasn't a necessity to have the cable it was a necessity to you to have law and order because you you watch hdtv i haven't watched law that in order months. well we're not looking for houses anymore so <laughs> i watched yeah. that even before we was looking for a house yeah it's just not something that i'm in the mood for right now gotcha but, yeah. well, but hdtv uh the law and order whatever that comes on um you also watch, uh, I hate the way they say this, ABC Family. I haven't watched <laughs> that in always, years, they, maybe. They have, they always, I, I just know that's something as well. I haven't watched that in years. And uh, from time to time, you watch Lifetime. Um, but it, but it, it, in all in Set of Stone, it, we had 150 plus channels that we watch less than 10% of them. Because the only channels I watch on TV, ESPN 1 and 2, Fox Sports, Cartoon Network, Boomerang. Um, and Bloomberg. Gotta have Bloomberg. That's literally all that I watch. So it's like, between the two of us, we only watch, what, 13, 14 channels? But, but we had 150 right. of them. But all that, was, that being said, like, again, when you were getting ready to cut things or look at your budget, we had to talk about yes. it because I was like, hey, like, I get it. You know, we need to save money. But I also, especially because I'm a person that I don't go out, like, very often, um, the majority of my hobbies are reading, um, crafting, like making stuff. I recently started painting stuff. But anyways, everything is really me at home. 
Like, that's what my hobbies are. I don't go out. I don't really spend money. So I feel like when I'm at home, I want things to be comfortable for me so that I can enjoy it. So, you know, when you're thinking about downside, just like with our phone bill, like our cell phone bill, every month, every month, my husband kept going over the data. And I was like, what is happening? I would literally text him and be like, hey, we have X amount of data left. And it would be like, challenge accepted, must go through data. And like, every month we were going over. And so I had to think about it and I said, you know what, instead of just paying the overage or whatever we should just go ahead and expand this plan to make it work for you so now we have the unlimited plan and so we do pay extra but then we don't have to discuss like hey you're going over on the data chill out right so oh that definitely makes sense oh so and but just in, in conclusion of that part of the discussion is that again a budget is a financial plan that's reviewed uh every two weeks or every month to see you know where you are towards your goals um you know it's okay if you're not saving or if you're not in a situation to do so um because we've we both been there where we just couldn't do anything extra but we always want to review to make sure that we don't have you know various things that our money is going to that is not essential to what makes us happy or you know what makes us better people or, or you know that's just there like the Funimation me I had two accounts that did the same thing I had Funimation and Crunchyroll they both did the same thing but that was $15 that was I was just spending for no apparent reason um so yeah so like the next thing with budgeting, you know, so we talked about like budgeting in a relationship and then, you know, what is a budget? How do you do it? Um, now, one thing I have talked to people about, and even I've seen it in my job specifically, uh, is how do you stick to the budget? Mm-hmm. Because one can always come up with a plan and, and do great things But in a relationship, how do you stick to the budget? Like, if you know that, boom, okay, you got $50 extra to buy whatever you want, but, and you, it's on day two of the two weeks for the budget, and you've already spent your 50 on whatever it may have been, and you see this, ooh, this new shiny thing, and you go ahead and swipe the card, and that's not in the budget. How do you stick to a budget in a relationship? Um, one of the things that I do, cause I do the grocery shopping for our house. Um, I do the grocery store pickup because that prevents me from going into the store because I am like, if there is something at the, at, you know, the impulse buy section that's by the register, I'm going to pick something up. Yes, I'm just that always. kind of shopper. <laughs> like I might, Oh, Diet Coke. I need one of those whatever if there's something that i went to dollar tree the other day and they had like hand wipes why did i need hand wipes i don't know they're in my car i don't even know what why i needed those but i have them because they were in the impulse buy section so for me that's one of the things that i do to stick to our budget is you know with the walmart grocery app like i can literally be like okay throughout the week we need bread we need eggs or whatever and i just add the things and once it gets to the cutoff of whatever it is then we got to start taking a look at some things can we do without this this week can we wait for that 
And that's one of the things, major things that I do. Stick with the budget. Yeah. Me, one of the things, like, one of the things, the problems I had when I first, like, like left from home at, well, when I graduated from high school, went, went to college at 17, was that I kept running into, like, if something was due, uh, bill-wise, I would mess up a lot on, I wouldn't pay it until the due date. And so, like, I would be like, oh, I got the money for that. Oh, I got the money for that. And then in my mind, I would remember, okay, that's my account balance. That's my account balance. And then it would be a week later, and I'm like, yeah, I still have the same account balance. I look at my account, and then, oh, crap, I don't got enough for X, Y, Z. So, like, what I started doing, like, after I left Floma, I went to Tallahassee um, to go to TCU. Um, That was... What I started to do then, and I do this now, is that as soon as I get paid, like you just pay everything. hundred percent. As soon, I don't care if it's due in the next ten days. As soon, as soon as the rappers say the money touchdown, as soon as it does, I pay everything. I'm just like, get it out, get it out of my account. Here's your money. I will say in, in recent months, you have been like that. Get it done. Because before you weren't it. like that. You were yeah. just like, oh just yeah, like, okay, I'll get to that. I'll pay it when it's due. Yeah, as we, as we said before, I'm better at like the long-term budgeting, investing for when we get the retirement age and stuff like that. My wife is better at the uh, week-to-week, month-to-month um, things, but I'm like... Like I'm, I'm, I've done it so much now that I'm actually ahead on all of my. Like I'm, I'm, I've already paid everything, most of the things for March already, yeah. and then the next time I get paid, I'll be paying for stuff for April because I want to stay ahead of everything to make sure like nothing gets right. Forgotten. Yeah, yeah, because I used to hate, you know. Oh, I have like if I you know pay my Chase card, I had the money to pay it all day long. Had the money to pay it, and then I'll forget thirty five dollar late fee. Yeah. Now, instead of just paying for whatever I had to pay, I got to pay that and the late fee on top of that. And I remember one time I did that for the my Chase card and my City card at the same time. So that was $70 that they just was like, let me get that. <laughs> that I could have had avoided. So, like, right. stick, so by sticking to the budget, one of the things, you know, like I've worked on was as soon as I get paid, I pay it. And... Now I'm almost like a, a month ahead of everything. Like I don't have to pay bills for a month and I'll be okay. Like that's where I wanted to to get it to stick to the budget. Like mm-hmm. as soon as you get the money, instead of thinking, okay, you got it, because as much as we like to think that we can remember everything, we can't. And that's why we have all of these wonderful apps and things set up on the phone to help us remember. Yeah. So like just just pay everything as soon as you get paid. Just pay it, be done with it, put money into savings. And then whatever you got left, then that's what you got left until yeah. you get paid. I do that. Yeah, I do. I, that's what I do, too. As soon as the money comes, that's when I pay all the bills. But I think um, that's a good stopping point. So, you know, this is budgeting in a relationship. We've talked about a mod of things. And um, we hope that you find it helpful, useful, relevant. Yeah. No, we went over today with, you know, budgeting in a relationship. What is a budget and how do you make one in a relationship and how do you stick to it as well? So, guys, we just want to thank you for all of the listeners out there. We really appreciate you guys. We just wanted to share 
you know, what we've been through. And, you know, it's kind of like that question I like to ask everyone. And you always hate this when I do this. And I always ask people, what would you do you wish that you would have known now that you would have known 10 years ago? And we, you know, we just want to help everyone out there any way that we can um, with, you know, sharing our experience and our advice and, you know, sharing our wisdom. Um, well, I'm sorry, sharing our knowledge and so that we can pass it on to you guys as wisdom. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, really appreciative of that. If you have any topics you want us to discuss, uh, you can reach us at from us 15 at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on uh, Twitter. We do have a Twitter and a Facebook page and an Instagram. It's all at From Ida Us. So you can find us on any of those uh, social media platforms. And we just want to say thanks. Thanks again for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.